Whether you are a Republican or a Democrat, the important truth about Washington, D.C. is this. Black Rose celebrating their 25th anniversary is in Washington, D.C., October 5th through the 8th in a hotel takeover. Dungeons, day and night, more than 60 classes, fabulous shopping with many vendors, and no one in the hotel except for registered Black Rose events. Come join us at the premier BDSM community events in the nation. Find out more at www.brevent.org. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. Every Thursday, your hosts, Dan and Dawn, share with you their experience and insights on kink, power exchange, and erotic life, as well as bring you interviews with exciting people from various lifestyles. Then every Monday, you'll hear from our various guest hosts. These nationally known educators bring a variety of experience to the mics and share with you an ever-increasing diverse world of alternative life. Erotic Awakening is intended for mature audiences. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. Romney and Obama have both taken in millions <laughs> in donations. Uh, and yeah. We took in a $10, and look what Black Rose got. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that rotten political thingamajigger we started off with. But, though, thank you very much to the Black Rose for paying for the bandwidth for this um, episode. Absolutely. That actual address to find out more is brevent.org. And uh, we're still looking for somebody to go to Washington, D.C. and Ooh. lobby for erotic awakening Ooh. that's a little political word there hmm. uh, actually we want somebody to go to uh black the black rose event and then tell us about it and come on the podcast and do a kind of review on the event for us nice nice looking at my calendar hmm. be us. <laughs> anyway uh what are we doing today um we are doing we actually had a couple of people write in that said they couldn't wait to hear more ways of making your slave feel owned so I think we're going to cover just a little bit of that again. I'm going to do one right now. Are you? Uh, yes. And this one suggests that one of the ways that I can make, I as a master can make a slave feel owned, is I can choose her hairstyle and go with her to get it cut to my specifications. Hmm. Okay. I can see how that would make someone feel owned. <laughs> and then I'm trying to place me and you in that position. And instead, I keep going, what do you think of this hairstyle? What do you think of that hairstyle? Do you remember what your response was? Uh, chop the fucking shit off. No. I don't know. <laughs> Yours was, show me the same hairstyle twice that you're interested in, and then I'll allow you to cut it. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so um, that makes me feel owned, too. You're not going with me, but you set the parameters of what it would take for me to get my hair cut. I will, well, that's because you're wishy-washy with haircuts. <laughs> that's not a slave thing at all. But I will say this, that you and Jim and others that mm -hmm. have worn my collar, although you don't have to, I don't go with you to get your hair cut. I don't talk about the style. Mm -hmm. I don't want it cut without my permission. Right. The, the length is my thing. Mm -hmm. So I think that's absolutely on, on, as our topic is, a hundred things that you could do to make your slave feel owned. Yes. I would say that is one of the things that we do that enhances that sense of ownership. Absolutely. Um, now, we have played with your hairstyle. The most popular thing that we've come back to is the sp purple spiked 
Yeah, hair. I'm still thinking about it. And, and keep coming back to it. But. And yesterday, we or uh, this weekend, we were at the uh, Great Lakes Energy Exchange. Mm-hmm. And you got a lot of positive uh, responses to that idea. I did. I did. And someone else showed up. She had to cut her hair. And um, she went with the short, spiky look. And it looked really good on her, too. So I was thinking purple spikes again. And then someone else that we know locally had just done her hair purple. And it was looking really good. And I'm like, hmm, I might want to do that but once I cut it off I have a feeling it won't go long again so here's the the thing about the whole idea of ownership mm-hmm. I don't care about your hair right. that much length is the only thing that I care about um, but I think that at this point when we've been together and you've been on my collar for 12 years or so now mm-hmm. that that is one of those things your hairstyle getting a wacky hairstyle like that is one of your self growth, self-authentic thingamajigs right. that I want you to decide. I want you to decide, yep, it's time for this. Yeah. Uh, so I don't, I have kind of taken it off the list for you. Okay. Uh, I'm going to ask you one more. Okay. Because I accidentally put an X next to it already. <laughs> uh, one of the ways a master can make her slave, his or her slave feel owned is give her anklets and tell her she must wear one of them every day, no excuses. So, well, didn't you do that with one of yours, though? Yeah, but um, anklet, necklace, collar, ring, a piece of jewelry they have to wear all the time. Yeah, I'm, I'm all, all for that. I'm, right. I've done anklet once for one person, but the uh, idea of a piece of jewelry of any sort, yes, I'm all for it. Absolutely, and and I know the slaves and the submissives like it as well. So, And it is. It's, it's kind of like that piece of... We're wearing a piece of ownership or, a, or symbology of being owned. So, so that is two out of the hundred of ways you can make your slave feel owned. We did a, this our second broadcasting uh-huh. of ways you can make your slave feel owned. And I'm going to create a tag that you can click right on the tag to get to Ooh. all the episodes that include this. I like that. Can I do one? Can I do one? Absolutely. Because I'm doing them in order, right? If you want. Yes, you're doing them in order. (laughs) You cannot cherry pick the ones that you like. (laughs) Okay, well, the next one that's on this list is, on occasion, share her. Yeah, so um, what, now for clarity's sake, what that means to me is the idea that I am, now how do you perceive that actually? When I first, I know, when I first read it, that's why you got the, ooh, when I first read it, I took it to mean sexually. Right. And so in my head, because um, of our dynamic, that's perfectly valid and been done more than once. <laughs> Read sex stories and power exchange yes. <laughs> if you want some of the stories. But um, so I absolutely love that, that I'm doing that for you. I mean, it's for us and it's fun, and, you know, and that type of stuff. But it's still as your property. And then it just popped into my head that we do have monogamous you know, people in this lifestyle that don't even play with other people. You know, perfectly valid dynamic. But they can still share their slave because they're service. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can share your slave and, and have them serve another master or mistress a drink or, sure. you know, anything like that. So it's about recognizing that ownership and saying, slave, you will. Yeah. Uh, we've just met... Uh, at the latest uh, AISPD uh, podcast listeners A and M. 
mm-hmm. A the artist. If yes. You're wondering if you're A and M. Well, if you're an <laughs> artist and you're married or your partner is an M, then that's probably you. Um, and they're, they, I believe they identify as monogamous. So I don't see that they would, uh, M would share her out sexually with anyone, right. right? But I can see, like you were saying, right, the other aspect of it is, you know, to say um, A is going to come over for a couple hours and be yours and do whatever you want with her. Mm-hmm. Non-sexual, right? Uh, and again, I may have her, as you mentioned, serve drinks or all kinds of interesting things. As a matter of fact, uh, the, the Sherpa actually, I believe, won a bet of some sort Oh yeah, that he owns you for some period of time, and I forget what the parameters around that was, and I should pay more attention to it. I'm betting my slave. <laughs> you have betted me before and lost, and uh, I remember that being the entertainment during one of our high protocol dinners was her collecting on that bet. Yeah, I think there. Were, yes, uh, <laughs> I never said I could play pool. Um, so there's there's the really two separate tracks to the whole sharing one of them is just the erotic aspect of it mm-hmm. and and doing it kind of as a fun thing and the other part is a pure training perspective <clears throat> i tell you if um you know if you're in a power exchange relationship and you're, you're you know your slave is a is identifying as a slave right not right. not your submissive but a slave mm-hmm. a wonderful way to uh, give them some experience of feeling like a slave is, you know, it's easy to serve the one that you love. Yes. You know, it's much more of a challenge to say you're going to go to this address at this time mm-hmm. and somebody's going to be there and they're going to be holding a uh, a simple leather collar. Right. And when you show up, they're going to put that collar on and you're theirs until I come and get you. End mm-hmm. of story. No questions, no comments. No discussion, no negotiations. Mm-hmm. I took care of all that. Right. You're going to do those, that thing that I told you, and then you'll do whatever they tell you as if they are your master. Because I'm telling you, you will. I can remember having these conversations years ago with J&M. Mm-hmm. And the thrill of the idea of, of the scene or the moment that you just described, <laughs> you know, being lent out and being of service. And, you know, and uh, uh, my, my current writing is obedience versus service mm-hmm. and um, being obedient and not asking questions and doing as told and showing up. And all of that's just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Neat stuff. Neat stuff. A little scary, but neat stuff. Absolutely scary. Uh, but wonderful growth-based stuff. Mm-hmm. So before we go on through the list, I do want to mention, uh, I just, as I mentioned, as I've been telling you anyway, I just finished the book uh, 112263, I believe it's called, by Stephen King. Right. And uh, therefore, it's particularly funny that Robert from Texas and Russ from Germany just signed up for the mailing list as um actually it's got nothing to do with the book texas does <laughs> germany does that there's a lot, of texas, a lot of texas stuff there's a guy with a german accent at one point so that doesn't really count but thank you for joining the mailing list um we're going to have to do uh something for those mailing list people we have some swag laying around we do we'll send some out and speaking of swag ashley has picked up a um accidental pervert t-shirt we're just waiting to send her 
to have her send us the size that she wants. Nice. We still have a few accidental pervert t-shirts left. Mm -hmm. So if you like, oh, Steve and Zombie Hunter and Teresa and Michael and Zavoria lick us on Facebook, you too can have a accidental pervert t-shirt. They're nice too. So, and speaking of accidental pervert, we also gave away a pair of tickets. Oh, we did indeed. So, um, we came across someone over the weekend. Oh my God, we should talk about the weekend a little bit too. But um, came across Violetta, who is taking a trip close by, and we sent her a pair of VIP accidental pervert tickets. Yep. So I hope she gets to check it out and let us know how it is. So, because we plan on going too. I, I see that um, Coral Mallow sent mm -hmm. you your new name badge. She did. She did. What and is I, that bad? But we have to put a picture of the name badge up somewhere. We do. So it just came in, and it's so exciting because I came across her at, um, oh, you know what? I'm going to kick myself for pronouns, too, because I've never asked which pronouns she goes by. So um, she, for now, she can correct me <clears throat> in her manner later. <laughs> 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 so, but uh, it's beautiful. They had a um, name badge that had tentacles coming out of it, and I think it's brass. I'm not sure, but it's metal. And the tentacles are like, oh, I know nothing about art, and I know nothing about this style, but um, it kind of looks like there's a um, tentacles maybe burnt into the metal for part of the badge mm -hmm. and then there's relief so there's pieces that are cut out and that wrap around the badge that are also tentacles and then it has my name on it so it's really beautiful <sighs> you, you do indeed like it I really do like it and we were going to do like a little pond and a lady with her legs spread on it and then I decided I wanted to wear it in vanilla situations too so we just kept it kind of vanilla and it's just my name and the tentacles yeah. but I really like it it is quite cute so and that's a business for her she's really really talented so yeah I would like to get a picture up there and some contact info for her. we can do that um, I'm going to do another question. Okay. And when you do when you do a question on your list, put a little X next to it so I know how to that I know you've done it. Okay. I was just drawing lines through it, but I got an X as well. Um, so this one is interesting, and we'll just I'll just read it first. So whenever possible, have her display herself. Whenever you come into the room, leg spread, shirt unbuttoned. No matter what position you take, she is to be sure your view is unobstructed. How hot and fantasy related, <laughs> you know, that is, that's one of those that is, is fantasy related and some of us crave that and it's like, but so impractical, Yeah, you know, unless you both uh, only see each other, you know, I, I can't see that happening for a live-in situation. If I'm on display all the time, how am I serving and getting work done and... <laughs> playing a video game with you <laughs> yeah um it's I, I was just sorry i was just thinking what's our trying to remember who's doing better on mortal Kombat right now <laughs> um yeah you know it sounds great but i i you know it, so you step back what kind of power exchange relationship do you have right. if you and i had a long distance relationship Mm -hmm. sexual based maybe or maybe not even long distance but something more about you know I mean we've got the sex base but it's not no, no. all sex base you know 
We Ooh. do not have a relationship where that is practical for us. Right. Um, I mean, every now and then, sure. So I'm yeah. kind of I'm kind of picturing the. Could I do it? <laughs> my knees. I'm not even wearing a shirt right now that buttons. What happens to all my shirts that don't button? Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, I. I don't know. I'd love to be able to say something more positive about this one. Right. Um, but it's it's just so, like you said, it's so impractical. It's not something that you and I would do on a regular basis at all, as a mm-hmm. matter of fact. Uh, we have so much going on. The idea that that would be part of our life just strikes me as a, you know, maybe it's something we'd be good to set, to set aside for a weekend thing. Oh, I'd love to do it as like a weekend one. Yeah. Meh, so, next. Yeah. Well, that's kind of funny. It doesn't work for either one of us. Yeah. It's in the fantasy land, and you could probably, like, write a short story about it and murmur and all that type of stuff. But, <laughs> you know. Side note. I did get an email from... Uh, Black Rose. Yeah, from Black Rose for the last week's um, in- <laughs> intro thing for them, and, and she quite enjoyed that. Good. I don't good. think that the political commentary one I did this week is going to be quite as enjoyable, but... <laughs> It was okay. what's on my mind. <laughs> it's what's on your mind. You know what, though? Instead of the, oh, Christian, yes, yes, it should have been, oh, Christian, yes, yes. No, wait. Right right, right there. There, there you go. <laughs> we should get Gretchen to come on the show once and just do a rant show. <laughs> uh, you know, fucking politics. <laughs> fucking whatevers. Um, anyway. Anyway. Do one of yours. Oh, one of mine. Okay. When it suits you, instruct her not to make eye contact with you without your command. See, I'm... The way ours is built, I'm allowed to make eye contact with you. This is why we used to kind of argue that sending a slave off for training Mm -hmm. by someone else wouldn't always be beneficial because everybody's got their own... Um, desires of what they want out of their slave and you've never really restricted my eye contact you know we kind of communicate that way as well but there are times that you have restricted it right so in moments it's not a it's not an overall sort of command it's it's been in moments and it could be at a high protocol thing it could be at a gathering sometimes it's during sex and that's kind of hot too (laughs) i have had to uh retrain a few people that i've had under my collar to make eye contact because they read the fantasy fic and they think that they're supposed to have their head bowed and demurred And, and that works for some people uh and i see that more so at leather events yes um but I also see, and I prefer, look forward, look around, so you can see what needs to be done. You can see if there's anything going on. You can see, because I don't want to, for example, if I want you to do something, I might be having a conversation with somebody. Mm -hmm. I might want to just raise my hand or gesture towards you. Right. And I want you paying attention. So the idea of uh, having the whole lowered eyes no eye contact when i give you instruction i want eye contact mm-hmm. i want to know you're paying attention you know that whole eyes are the window to the soul thing i believe that and mm-hmm. i'm a big fan of eye contact so i'm i'm scratch i'm saying that one uh does not work for me at all yeah and well even in our dynamic if you look when we do the podcast if you look we're on the podcast when we do the podcast we sit across from each other yeah so we can actually see when somebody's pausing and you know and things like that and we can communicate so, and when we present, 
you know? I'm usually looking at you, we watch scanning each other. the crowd, and we watch each other. So we don't other. interrupt. Yeah, each exactly. Other, but... <laughs> Though I do try to jump in and get a word in every now and then. <laughs> so, yeah, looking at each other is a communication tool, and that's how we use it. I mean, I would never stare at somebody or anything like that. It's not about a hard gaze. It's not about a um, challenge. It's not about anything like that. It's just general communication. Mm-hmm. So. Hmm. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Coming up, the AIS Switch Roundtable returns August 28th, 2012 at 7 p.m., Come to the the room at the Columbus Insight Center in Columbus, Ohio for the AIS Switch Roundtable. It's free, but feel free to drop a buck buck or two in the donation box. Find out more at adventuresinsexuality.org. Fabulous. I won't be going. No. Well, I may have to go um, unlock the room and things like that, but (laughs) I think I'll sit outside and give them their space. Because we ain't switches, we, no. or at least we do not identify as such. No. Um, well, fuck it. I'm doing another question. Okay. When around the kids or vanilla friendly family, make sure she has an alternative title for you besides master, such as <laughs> my love, etc. Uh, I will point out to our uh, listeners, uh, we didn't write these questions. They are gender biased, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, flip them however you need to. Uh, so... Um, there are occasions where you slip up. Oh, I get close to slipping up anyway. So have I said yes, sir? I bet I have. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But I've never said yes, master, in public, I don't think. No, not that so, I recall. Yeah, but I have gotten close, whether I'm doing weddings, whether we're hosting something at the apartment um, that's not king, you know power exchange related, whether we're at... Uh, a Buddhist yes. <laughs> meditation or something like that, you ask me to do something, and my immediate response is yes. Dude. <laughs> and I usually get S's out <laughs> every once in a while. It's been a sir. But, um, yeah, I usually catch myself on that one anymore. I, tr- I try to be diligent. And um, to me, that's more about, um, it's always been about consensuality. You know, it, it kind of has that flavor. When we're in vanilla, people don't consent to be part of our power dynamic. So I don't really hold it on display, if that makes sense. So, I mean, uh, poly meeting night, I got to sit at your feet. Mm-hmm. You know, that was actually weird. We don't usually do that on purpose. You know, um, it was nice, though. <laughs> I really liked it. Um, but that was more because the room was full. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't call you master in public. No, and we don't really... So this is actually... So here's one that we could actually um, learn from. Mm-hmm. We don't have a designated vanilla space title. No. Which takes the place of sir. Now, normally in, in a non-vanilla, kink-friendly environment, sir is what you use. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that we don't have an, al- an alternative, which would be interesting, so that you could say sir to me right? in a way that doesn't use the word sir, like my love. So there's one we learned from the, that we picked up from the list. 
Hmm. Anybody uh, uh, that can think of a word that Dawn should be calling me <laughs> can uh, contact us <laughs> at Erotic Awakening at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Exactly. Or, um, what was that? The email or the comment form? That was the email. <laughs> <laughs> so the comment form. Why are you nervous about that one? <laughs> Uh, the comment form is on our webpage at www.eroticawakening.com. You can lick us on Erotic Awakening's Facebook page, which is Erotic Awakening as one word. Or join our FetLife group and comment there at Erotic Awakening, two words. Yes, you can. Well, you can even Twitter us, too. I've actually seen some Twitters come through, so that's kind of neat. And that is that one's a little different. That one is Dan and Dawn, all one word. Yes. Um, uh, I, well, do another one. I've done do a couple one. of them. Yes. <laughs> okay. I, uh, the next one I do, you're going to really like. Trust me. Okay. So, well, I'm, I'm writing a note of a name because I'm afraid I'll forget it. Um, have her keep her body clean-shaven all the time. Uh, we'd already talked about the haircut thing, mm-hmm. and you'd look silly with no eyebrows. Next. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even imagine. Uh, next. No, okay. okay, so that one is actually obviously um, about the <laughs> neither regions. <laughs> neither regions. <laughs> That's so funny, though. Uh, when, we were, when we were interviewing... Andrew Goffman from The Accidental Pervert, right? Here's a one-man uh, show that he does, and he was using things like uh, her naughty parts or something like that, you know? And uh, he's like, you know, that place down there. I was like, do you mean her pussy, her cunt, her snatch, her glory hole? What are, what are you trying to say there, Andrew? Sorry, oh, off topic. So That's um, okay, you just said neither region, and I pictured Barbie. <laughs> Because she's got neither this or that. <laughs> <laughs> I was not aware that that was called that. So, but yes, it's about the, the, the neither region, the nether region. And, you know, actually that seems to be a big one. It feels like it anyway, that it goes from um, when it's carried from fantasy to real life. That seems to be one of the commands that is either given or not given, but it is a decision that's made on whether someone shaves or not. <laughs> Here's a funny thing Uh (laughs) for a couple that's been in a power exchange relationship for as long as we have. And the fact that uh, not to um, upset our listeners' sensibilities, but I was all up in that yesterday. Uh, I don't know if you're shaved or not at this moment. It's trimmed. Okay. So So to to answer the question, for me, Mm -hmm. it... I don't necessarily want you shaved. I don't actually. I prefer not to have shaved. Right. I prefer trimmed. Uh huh. Not landing strip, but just well groomed. Right, which is where I'm at at the moment. If I was all bushy, you would have known because yeah. you were all up in that. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! I'm glad. You I think that. I'm blushing. <laughs> Nice, nice, nice. Uh, do we have anything other, any um, other business other than uh, questions at this point? Have we done what? all the pitches actually, and all the... No, no, no. Because actually, I want to... Well, I want to talk about two things, I guess. Um, one of them is over the weekend. I didn't put this on the notes, but over the weekend, we just spent a fabulous time with, um, with Glee. 
Great Lakes Energy Exchange. Mm -hmm. Fabulous time. Spent the weekend up there and I mean, amazing people, amazing energy. And then the next day you and I got to receive as the next POTQ one class was prepping for the graduation, which is working the Scarlet Sanctuary at Cope. Yeah. So you and I got to be the first receivers and they got to practice on us and I know some people were nervous, but they did really good. So to back up a little and explain to uh, people that don't know, maybe new listeners uh, or anybody that's listened for a while and (laughs) hasn't been paying attention, uh, Glee is Great Lakes Energy Exchange, Mm -hmm. and this is a group that is run by um, sacred sexuality practitioners. Uh, I'm going to use Phoenix Spirit as his name. And Lady Lynn and Lady De Lynn Pom- De Pomona as her name. Very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, at one point, were students of our, or at least Lynn was a student of ours mm-hmm. in the uh, POTQ Path of the Kadishti, which is the sacred sexuality modality that you and I practice and teach. Right. <laughs> it's a so mouthful. So there's your background. That's right. right. POTQ. Yes. Um, the thing with what they've done up there and they call the the space the place there they call it the farm um is they have created a group of sacred sexuality practitioners that uh part of their mission is to go through the potq level one training right which they've taken from us we hand it off to them and they've much enhanced it and grown it Mm -hmm. uh along with uh c from canada's assistance uh and it, it is uh, I truly believe you and I would benefit from taking the I training think so at this too. point. Uh, I was looking at the homework the other day. It's just wonderful stuff that they've done up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I am truly, truly impressed. As a matter of fact, I was looking the other day. One of the things, one of my pet peeves about sacred sexuality training is it doesn't make sense to me that it cost, you know, five hundred dollars or thousands. thousands. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I could point you to a place here in the United States, at least. Where the level one certification is a thousand dollars for base tantra certification. Yeah, and some of it you have to have one of the teachers over your shoulder for the first two years or something like that, and pay their way to come. I, I, anyway, um, <laughs> rant, rant. No one doesn't usually do that. <laughs> so my point to all that being is, this is not a money making thing. You know, they they charge a couple bucks for the administration stuff. Um, but it is far superior training than a lot of the thousand dollar or the eight hundred dollar or the or the two hundred dollar an hour yoni massage training mm-hmm. that some people have out there. And the group that they've uh, brought out there, uh, the group that has gathered there, that not necessarily the group that has naturally found their way there. Mm-hmm. What a wonderful, wonderful group of people! What a wonderful space that is out there. Fabulous. I mean, I, I, I truly enjoyed myself. You know, you get to sit out there at seven o'clock in the morning drinking coffee and just chatting energy and spiritual stuff and sexuality mm-hmm. and, you know, the, the space just exudes, you, you know, know, that connection. One of the huge things for me in the experience was a couple episodes ago, we did this rock star thing uh-huh. is that I didn't have to teach. Right, I didn't teach anything. You were the teacher. I showed up, and I was just treated like one of the like one of the family, just right off the bat. It was really, really wonderful experience, and um, I've kind of 
slid away a little bit more from the woo in my life right. as I become focused in other areas. And all that woo just got stirred back up and nice. said, hey, you know, don't forget this reflection of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been very neat, a very neat experience. And, and it's still going on. I'm still communicating with uh, one or two people as a post-glee I know. connection that I've made. So am I. So it's awesome. Really neat. Really neat. It's yeah. awesome. And, you know, and a class on chakras and stuff like that, which is what we were doing, could be very boring, you know. And it, it, it's hard for me and you to do our me and you interaction on something <laughs> so, that can be so dry, you know. But everybody got a lot out of it, and we turned it into fun and juicy yeah. Ooh, juicy. Yeah. Yes. If you want to find out more. <laughs> We're doing it in the morning again. Yes, clearly. If you want to find out more about Glee, head over to uh, on FetLife. The group is called G-L-E-E, Glee. Yep, exactly. Okay. So, I noticed the time. and um, I know, I know. But I got one more thing that's really, really, really exciting. Good. So I bought an outfit yesterday. Yes. <laughs> I'm not, if you guys have seen my pictures, I'm usually in my black skirt, white shirt, black vest. Love it. Love my leather boots. Love my leathers. Love all that. I don't really dress really girly at these events. And I see people getting all excited about what they're going to wear at events coming up. And, you know, I'm a last minute type of person and I pack my black, white, and black, you Mm -hmm. know, and my leathers. And, um, I think one of the last copes, it was either cope or winter wickedness where it was, um, military, Mm-hmm. themed. Yeah. I did go out and buy a nice little flirty short thing with fishnet stockings yes. and absolutely loved it. Well, Cope this time around is steampunk. Yes. And someone told me of a costume store here in Columbus that I hadn't heard of and they've been around for a year that has vintage clothes, costuming and steampunk stuff that's plus size. I went in there yesterday and I couldn't leave. I was having so much fun going through all these clothes. It was, oh. She got me strapped into a corset, and let's just say, I've got an outfit for Cope. Yes, you absolutely And I called you and said, please, 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 because, and I never do that. (laughs) No, which is why I was okay with you getting it, by the way. Yeah. And and you're still going, you're still quite gaga about it. I am. It's beautiful. And it was kind of neat because it's like, I've lost enough weight that none of my other corsets fit anymore. I have no corsets to wear. And she got me strapped into a corset that's two sizes smaller. <laughs> I told her I got squishy. She was able to <laughs> pull that stuff and make it move. Uh, All right. Um, yes, I'm looking forward post, to seeing it. I'm I like, know, but I don't want to post pictures because I almost want it to be a surprise for the event. And I, I think that's a good plan. So, yay. Another quick question and then, because I think we only did like three or four. And then wrap it up. All right. Good idea. Okay. Do you want one or do you want me to have one? Um, mine is sex-based. What's yours? Mine is butt plugs. Oh, boy. <laughs> what a choice. Do yours and then we'll do mine. Okay. okay. Make her wear a butt plug under her clothes whenever she goes out alone. No. Wait, <laughs> never mind. Next. Okay. I mean, we just don't have that life. Right. That would kind of be impractical. It'd be fun, like, every now and then. If I think back really, really hard, I bet you we did that in slut play, in slut year. Yeah, we might have, you know, uh, here and there. Here and there. Right. That That is not a uh, all-the-time thing. That's a on occasion, mm-hmm. do that, right? That's fine. That's, that's a fun little play thing to do on occasion. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And mine is uh, use her sexually in a rough, selfish way when you feel like it. Interrupting whatever she is doing. <laughs> yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> now, not only is that from a sexual perspective, there's actually, now there's before our um, power exchange purist, it's not all about sex, poo-poo that one. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on with that one. One of those things is you helping me to learn that that's really hot and exciting for you because a lot of the message that I grew up with was that women don't like to be treated that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's only a porn fantasy thing. Real women don't like that. Throw me over the back of yes. the couch and <laughs> be sitting there doing email and then make me come kneel beside you and give you a blow job. Yeah. You know, have me doing the dishes and grab me by the hair and bring me in here and throw me over the arm of the couch. Yes. <laughs> I, I tell you one that's uh, really hot from a slut play perspective. Yeah. And uh, this was really working for us for a while. Was I was flirting with a woman in St. Louis. Yes. And uh, it's a long distance flirting thing, mm-hmm. obviously. And I'd get all excited by it. Right. And I would use you sexually. And then use me sexually and then type her yeah and let her know that you just used me sexually thinking of her right and telling you while i was using you uh-huh. sexually look how hot i am because i've been flirting with this other woman uh-huh from a slut play <laughs> perspective that worked for all of us <laughs> that worked for all of us because <laughs> her then, her fellow as well i, I was think. gonna say because then she would pass that on to her dominant and yeah yes. <laughs> it just worked all the way around what is our um uh the names that we use for our tentacle-wielding Indianapolis couple friends. J and R. Uh, I can't recall if we're allowed to use their name on I'm the podcast so... or not. I know Jay just liked it, licked us on Facebook. Nice, nice. I don't remember. Okay. Well, we'll remember. assume they just go by J and R. Okay. And if they are listening at this point, they should write <laughs> me and say, you know what you should do to Dawn? And we'll, matter of fact, tell you what, anybody out there, <laughs> if you write you know me what? and say, you know what you should do to Don, you know, that's just going to change our podcast into a completely different podcast. Slut so never mind. <laughs> that would be a fun podcast to do, though. That Slut would. Play. That as would. A, as a separate podcast overall. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm writing that down. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to do one more just to, to have a more of a balance of a, as much as we enjoy the Slut Play, to have a master slave power exchange relationship based one. Yes, sir. Choose a food that she dislikes and have her eat a small portion every day for a week. Ew. Hell yeah. <laughs> you like hell, that one? Hell to the yeah. Ooh. That Why? is to <laughs> I don't usually get the whiny voice out, no. but I'm picturing some stuff I don't like. <laughs> the answer to why is because of the, your reaction. Yeah. Mm. It, what a reflection of power that is. Because, you know, now if, if I were to do this, I wouldn't tell you it was, came from this question. I wouldn't warn you first. I, wouldn't, I would just say, um, I can't think of what, what food do you not like? Um, I can think of liver. That's the one that popped into my yeah, head. Yeah, but not liver. Liver is because if that's um, one of those things as a kid they made me eat. Brussels sprouts. Yeah, see, that's one of those. I just liver something that you do not like the flavor of, that you find it repulsive. See, you, you eat a lot of weird shit. 
I so know. Um, you know what? It could be something. I like some Indian food, but some Indian food I don't. So like some of the stuff we tried the other night. Um, oh, our navy beans. Okay. Or any bean navy related beans, thing. <laughs> for you to say, you know, for me to say, hey, next time you go to the grocery store, get some navy beans. Uh-huh. And you would probably say, oh, okay, I know Master likes navy beans. I'll make him some. Mm-hmm. And I'll make myself some Brussels sprouts. Or some broccoli, whatever the hell <laughs> broccoli, you eat. Broccoli, yes. Uh, so that's the problem with being a master. I don't know exactly what you eat. I'm not that kind of controlling. You bring dinner in every night. And I say, oh, I guess this is what I eat. And so you've got your eating food, too. Um, to say, just buy some kidney beans. You'll make an assumption about why I said that. Mm-hmm. And then to say, um, make sure make, I make enough for me, too. No, not even make yeah. enough for me. I'd say prepare a di- you know, uh-huh. ha- prepare some kidney beans. We're going to have kidney I'm going to have, there will be kidney beans with, or just say, you know what, even get away from dinner. Just randomly in the middle of the day, it's 2 p.m. Hey, mm-hmm. go have a serving of kidney beans. Hmm. With no <laughs> conversation about it, no allowance of conversation, just go have a, kid- a serving of kidney beans. Wow. And that then really the next day, my... oh, I'm liking this. The next day, at the same time, <laughs> go have a serving of kidney beans. Wow. And no, I'm not, not allow any conversation around it. Just go do it. And do that every day for a week and then stop doing it. Wow. And with me craving providing obedience, mm-hmm. but wanting to question something and wanting to remind you that I don't like it. Right. Yeah, I could, I could see that being a... Yeah, That's of course. Power exchange the disclaimer of making sure that the person's not allergic to kidney beans—that would be interesting. Yeah. But uh, but I think that would that to me is a pretty clear, you know, reflexing your muscle kind of power exchange. Oh, absolutely. Go do something you don't like, like for no purpose other than the fact I am saying go do something. Well, I've got a perfect example of that, and you are going to be so late to work. Yes. But um. Uh, sorry, just threw that in there. So I'm thinking of it. But so if this you've is ever thought example. that maybe you should, you should throw in $10 to help pay for the bandwidth for Erotic Awakening, you'd get that front bump, now would be good, as I'm going to be late for work. But go ahead. So, well, um, an example of this is making the bed. I never understood why people make the bed. You're just going to get it in that night and mess it up again. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, and then you have to make it again, and then you mess it up again. And it's not like anybody else is going to see it unless you have a date. And then you would make it up anyway and blah, blah, blah. And I remember saying this to somebody, and you went, aha, you will make the bed every day. And when you make the bed, you will think of me. And that kind of changed the perspective of it, because still in my head, I'm going, why would I make the bed? (laughs) It makes no sense to make the bed. And then I switched it, and it became about giving you service, Mm -hmm. being obedient and giving you service. And it takes on a very different connotation at that point. Yeah. I I will say, by the way, the uh, house looked very nice when I came home last night. Oh, thank you. Including the well-made bed, but everything else as well. Uh, We are absolutely late. We're going to skip the whole end bump thing. And... um, Oh, the end bump. Yeah, like anybody listens to it anyway. <laughs> I don't think we ever get it right anymore. Rate us on iTunes. We appreciate it. Go buy the book, Living a Mess. Rate that on Amazon if you get a chance. By the way, less than one one hundredth of the people that have bought our book have rated it. So go do your job. Go do your bit, please. And, and L'Oreal and Ivan found our book, Living MS, and loved it, moved to Sex Stories and Power Exchange, and says it is definitely hotter than Fifty Shades. So now, now they're 
Now they're listening to the podcast. (laughs) Yay. Yay, indeed. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dan.